previously on Quest Friends Forever. The paper is a flyer for a club in a different land called Discotech. And there's like a laser light show that's happening. And then there's a DJ at the top of the picture. The reason why this machine is here at the festival is to spread the word and try to see if we can get more patrons. Stephanie is like just fucking loves whatever this fucking robot is and needs to know more about it. Every living thing in Remedy is just gone. I feel like we're looking in the wrong direction because from seeing the bear's cane on the floor, the fact that it's just there on the floor makes me think that everybody disappeared. Like, poof, disappeared, not left the town. Should we go to the Pantheon? The Pantheon is a shrine in the dead center of the continent. It has been rumored that you might be able to summon a god if you do something there. There was somebody in my dream who recognized me and I don't know who it is. I think we need to go find this person. And then I grab the flyer. The flyer reminds Val that Val is here on assignment, that Val was sent here by somebody to pass out these flyers, somebody that is expecting them back at some point in the nearby city of Waystar. We have to go to this town. I mean, it's on the way. Let's do it. So after several hours on the road, you arrive in the city of Waystar. It's definitely bigger and more populous than Remedy, but it's by no means nicer. Whereas Remedy was quaint and the structures and people had character, Waystar seems much more monotonous and kind of artificial. Many of the buildings and homes look exactly alike, as if they were all built at once by an overambitious city planner, and you can see that the bright paint that was initially applied to them has started to fade and crack. Or in Irvine. <laughs> Gross. Ah. <laughs> oh dear. No, thank you. <laughs> Most of the shops and taverns in town are already closed for the evening, and while you do pass some citizens on the street as you make your way through town, no one seems to pay any attention to you. You don't really get a sense of any danger or aggression on their part, it's just more like detachment and disinterest. Val leads you through town and toward a building that certainly stands out from all the others. Hello. Pl- Hello. Hello. You're not- Hello. Okay. Hello. Pl- <laughs> <laughs> Val's home. Val's excited. This place is surrounded by low-level magic spells designed to make it impossible to miss. You all recognize dancing lights that are slowly rotating clockwise around the roof of this two-story structure, prestidigitation, causing the occasional spray of sparks into the air coming from the lights, and thaumaturgy, causing the row of torches above the entrance to brighten and flicker in such a way that they spell out the name of the business letter by letter in a rhythmic pattern. Welcome to Discotech. Let's get this party started. Is that... Is that what Val does Every as time. we're going Every up time. to their It's sort of home. like a, okay. you, you ever like wave your phone against like a QR code and it makes a thing happen? So there's, there's, a, there's some sort of thing on the outside of the front door of the building where anytime Val walks by, mid-conversation just, let's get this party started. It's cost Val a lot of relationships, I think, because <laughs> anytime Val walks by, god damn it, that's what happens. It's a holiday weekend, so there's already a line forming outside the club when you approach. Val, you know, though, that you don't need to go in the front door. You can go to the employee entrance around back. Are we traveling there by cart, by horse-drawn cart? What, what's the travel means? Yeah, you took the cart from Remedy. Where are we going to park our horses? Jesus I think we need to Christ. go over this, this is again. Very important yeah. to the, to the <laughs> is, there, is there some kind of hitching post outside? <laughs> uh, there's actually a parking lot nearby, but it's $20 to park. Oh, man. <gasps> it's a holiday weekend. Ooh. It's in, They inflated the prices. Surge pricing. Oh, you know? dear. No, thank you. Uh, a, a block away, though, there is a better lot. 
for only $5 to park. Let's go to that one. Okay. Let's do that one for sure. I'm going to look at Val and Hello. say, cool, so so this is where you're from. Greetings. I am a variant Alpha Psionic Altonian cool. Lexotransceiver okay. Unit, okay. model number yeah. XFCED001. But you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. Awesome. So we don't need to wait in that line or anything, right? Like you, you've like got a special way in. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna take that as a yes. <laughs> Val takes a Val <laughs> takes a second and just sort of slowly twists its body to the left to look around, to the right to look around, and then. Don't worry. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. And then proceeds to walk towards the secret robot entrance, but it's not what I said. Walking is, is not is not the right word. It's more like if, if a machine could tiptoe as if to try to be secretive, that's what Val is doing. So Val doesn't want anybody to know where the employee entrance is right, because to the discotheque. Right, that would be really hard to charge 15 fantasy dollars a head to get into this club if everybody knew the side entrance. So Val is also fiscally responsible. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I mean, <laughs> I work for, I work for a, a, an enterprising business. I have to be... You're also a computer, so numbers really make sense algebra. to you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Cool. Thankfully, the door is guarded. There is a bouncer positioned outside the door today. Since it's a big, busy holiday weekend, they have some extra help. It is a half-orc that you recognize, Val. Hello, hello. You <laughs> run up. Yeah. The half-orc is holding a clipboard, and he's looking down at it, and he looks up until you come, and he goes, Little dude! Hello. Hello. <laughs> Val, what's up? Welcome back. How'd it go? How, so how tall is this this doorman? A half orc? He's like, he's big. He's like 6'5". Okay. So then... He's like double your so height. So Val, Val runs up and, and comes to a complete stop in front of him and then pauses. And then the whole body of the robot tilts back as if Val was looking upward and constantly just goes back and forth between... Hello. And... Oh my goodness. Because Val is very excited. And it's sort of like bouncing up and down with excitement as a robot would. It's good to see you too, dude. Sure thing. Sure thing. Yeah, dude. Radical. Who are your friends? Val's arm goes up and points directly at Stephanie. Hello. And then the arm moves from Stephanie to Jared. Hello. And then the arm goes back down to the side of Val's body. And then Val, once again, gestures, uh, tilts backward as if to look up and just says... Don't worry. You can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> the half-orc reaches a hand out toward Stephanie first. Nice to meet you. I'm Huge McBig. And then I just... <laughs> uh, hi, nice to meet you. This is um, this is Ellie. Hi. Oh, cool. Two elves. All right, radical. Elves are cool. And then over to Jared. What's up? Huge McBig. <laughs> What's up, bro? Hi, I'm uh, I'm Jared. Uh, nice, H- huge McBig. Huge McBig, name? dude. Got it, got it. Good to know. My cousin actually was named Huge. Whoa, uh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ty, uh, you're all right with me, dude. He was actually surprisingly small, which was an interesting uh, take on the name. Yeah, dude. Binaries and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Val senses there's a weird tension that's happening right now. So Val just kind of looks back at Huge McBig and... Let's get this party started. Huge kind of starts bouncing with you. Yeah, you're excited to get back in there, right? It's going to be a busy night, dude. Hello. 
Yeah, I agree, man. Totally. Well, you you probably wanna probably wanna head upstairs, right? See see the boss. How can I help you today? Totally. Yeah, I know. I know. I know how it is. So. Oh my goodness. Huge McBig. Uh, reaches down to his belt and takes off uh, a big ring of keys that's been attached to his belt. There's like 20, 30 keys on this thing. But he instantly picks the right one and unlocks the big, heavy employee door behind him and cracks it open and goes, Oh, when you get upstairs, tell the boss man that those maintenance people will be here today to take care of the, you know, the, the bathroom issue. Sure thing. Sure thing. All right, dudes. Shaka, have a good one in there. Hello. <laughs> Shaka. You just shock at us. Gross. I'm shocked. Um. <laughs> so in you go. Val leads you all through a hallway where the walls, Ooh. floor, and ceiling are all purple velvet, even though this is where the maintenance closets are and not part of the club. As we're walking through there, Stephanie is absolutely like touching the wall with her hand, just kind of like, you know, I don't care about much, but uh, this is pretty nice. So... Uh, and as you're walking, you hear very faint sounds of music coming from uh, where the club area would be since the night is just starting to begin inside. But you go through this hallway and you go up a staircase to the second floor of the building, which is much more like a, a waiting room than the area downstairs. There is a small lobby area with a couch and a glass table that's covered in ring marks from coasterless cups and bottles. There is a big just barrel of water on the ground with a single ladle in it and some paper cups laying on their side right next to it on the floor. There is what looks like a small closet with the word toilet etched into the door. And at the far end, there is a regular door with a yellow star painted on it. This door is mostly closed, but looks a little bit cracked. Uh, Val reaches up and grabs Stephanie's hand and like excitedly yanks her by trying to show her the water where the water cups are. How can I help you? How can I help you today? And oh. then drags her over to the the bathroom, or where, sorry, where it says toilet, and then just kind of points at the door and says, "Oh my goodness!" And then, <laughs> and, then and then drags her over to. You said there was a couch there. Mm -hmm. Okay, it drags her to the couch and kind of kind of like yanks her to sit down next to them, <laughs> and just hello, hello. I sit down. Cool. So, uh, so this is your place, huh? Greetings. I am a variant Alpha Psionic Altonian Lexo Transceiver Unit, model number XFCED001. Hello, hello, hello. While this is happening, I walk over to the door with the star on it that's slightly cracked open, and I peek inside. What do I see? Ooh, I'm so glad you did. So, you see a human man. Hot. <laughs> uh, well, you be the judge. We'll see. A human man, roughly around 50 years old. Yes, sitting hot. behind, <laughs> sitting behind a desk. He has long, thin gray hair down to his shoulders, though he seems to be balding a little bit on top. He's got his feet propped up on one end of the desk, his hands folded in his lap, a lit cigarette in his mouth, but his eyes are closed and he is snoring loudly. Is that a hard pass? No. It's gonna. It, I mean, you lost me on the cigarette. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was, I was close. But then the cigarette, I was like, you know what? Jared, roll a perception check. Okay, so I got rolled 11 plus 6 is 17. This cigarette does not smell like tobacco. Hey. Oh! Interesting. So he's high. Noise. Yeah, he's dude. stoned uh, and asleep. Um, what else is in the room? Uh, this office is absolutely littered with tools and indiscernible pieces of tech 
on shelves and even on the floor. There's scrap metal, there's loose wires, there's a rusty-looking blowtorch, there's little half-built contraptions that look designed to accomplish simple tasks but probably make them way more complicated. And the only place that these items don't cover in this room is the back right corner where there is a single green cot on the ground with one pillow and one blanket on it. Back in the other room, uh, now that Ellie and Stephanie are sitting on the couch, Val jumps up, runs over to the, the water bucket with the paper cups, grabs two paper cups, and with both hands kind of scoops them into the water, makes a big splashy mess. <laughs> Just totally non-elegant uh, whatsoever. And then hurries back over to Stephanie and Ellie and holds out the paper cups. How can I help you today? How can I help you today? Stephanie just like looks at Ellie and grabs the water and says, thanks, Val. Yeah, thanks, Val. And then I like telepathy wise, I tell Ellie, I'm just like, this is very adorable. And this is very sad. I think Val is worth more than this. As soon as you take the paper cups, so the couch, I imagine, it probably, I'm just making this up now, but say the couch fits four people and you uh, and Ellie are sitting next to each other, Val immediately tries to sit in between you very uncomfortably, but sort of like in a snuggly way. And it's also very short, so it's little robot feet are now dangling from the couch <laughs> as like, like an excited child. I pat Val on the metal shoulder area and say, Thanks for having us. You're, you're... Sure thing. Sure thing. Sh- sh- sure okay. thing. Uh-huh. I'm going to start to try to talk to Val because I'm uh, I'm very concerned that, like, Val is underappreciated here. Um, so I'm just going to say, like, hey, Val, like, do you... Is this just... Is this where you work or is this where you sleep? Is this your home? How can I help you today? Okay, okay. Do you also live here? Sure thing. Is this your room? Oh, dear. No, thank you. Where's your room, Val? Val's hand points up towards the door that says toilet. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. You live in the toilet closet? Oh, dear. No, thank you. Okay, okay. And then the the arm slightly goes just like an inch to the left. And then next to that door, you see uh, on the floor what looks like if something with uh, feet the size of Val's feet had been standing there for a long time. So there's two little clean areas on the floor around a bunch of dust. Like how tables leave marks in the carpet? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Implying that that's where Val goes to turn off. Oh, I'm now gonna like stop like, you know, because like my, I pat them on the shoulder earlier. I'm just gonna kind of like put my arm around them and be like, hey Val, where's your boss? Let's Let's talk to your boss maybe. I'm afraid that information is not available at the moment. Okay, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And I like tip up my my paper cup full of water, <laughs> and I say, "Thank you for showing us your home." And I like start to sure drink thing, it. And sure thing, sure I, thing. I use my telepathy again to tell Ellie, "We are going to have a talk with their boss." She just kind of looks at you and she nods like enthusiastically, like, "Uh huh." Uh, what's happening in the office, Jared? So I'm sneaking in okay. quietly, trying to avoid stepping on. Uh, these pieces of tech. Uh, and I go behind the desk next to the sleeping person. Are there drawers in this desk? There are. Okay. I go to the further most right, if you're sitting at the desk, the bottom drawer, and I I try to pull it open. Does it open? Uh, yeah, it opens. Uh, roll a stealth check to make sure you can do this uh, effectively stealthy. Okay. Fuck. Mm. 
I rolled a two. <laughs> you accidentally pull the drawer all the way out. And the drawer had just loose lug nuts and washers and nails. The loudest shit possible. Clang, 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 clang. And the person behind the desk sits up with a jolt and the, quote, cigarette, wink, falls out of his mouth onto the floor. And there is a stack of papers there that start to uh, suddenly catch fire a little bit. And he, wide-eyed, looks down, looks at you, looks at the door, looks back at the fire, looks back at you and goes, oh, dear. No, thank you. And starts he starts stamping the fire with his feet. Okay, so I freeze momentarily, and then I look around and I'm like, "This isn't the bathroom." Um, I that's so weird. I thought this was the bathroom. Didn't you see the sign? It says no. toilet right outside. I was told by humongous big man downstairs that the uh, <laughs> just to go upstairs and that. Um, the first room down the hall would be uh, where the bathroom issue is. I'm, I'm actually a repairman. I'm here to fix that. He's he's stomping the fire, uh, which you all outside can hear now. The, you hear the big clang and now the stomping. Uh, he, he gets it out and he looks up. He goes, you're here for the toilet issue. I am, yes. Right, right. It's about time. The issue with the toilets is downstairs. I don't know why Huge would send you up to my office. I am also confused uh, to that as well. I've never been here, so this is my first time. Uh, so you know how you can get lost a little bit. Um, sure. It's also my first week on the job, so sure. I'm like, you know, figuring things out. I get lost all the time, mate, in yeah. a world of thoughts. Wow, interesting. I, yeah. I could smell that. I could. No, nobody listening to this it. podcast saw you point at your head, Danny. I know, but it's for, it's for you. It's, it's <laughs> oh. a special, it's an Easter egg just for you players. Okay. Feels so special. So he kind of, uh, he stands up Fuck. and he kind of brushes himself off and goes, well, uh, I guess you just need to be heading downstairs to fix me toilets then. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me clean up my, uh, bag here. I start shuffling the paper and other shit behind the desk that fell off the drawer. Do I find anything important in that drawer? No. It's all just pieces of garbage. God damn it. <laughs> I hate that I rolled a goddamn two. He walks over Fuck. to the door to open it for you to kind of like show you out. And when he does this, he sees everybody outside. Val, you're back. Val looks up. Hello, 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 hello. Yes, Let's hello. Let's drop the base. He kind of he's nodding his head with the music. When did you get back, old chum? How how can how can I how can I help you today? Right, right. Val's very excited. Are you showing these maintenance folks where they're supposed to be? Sure thing. Sure thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, we're not maintenance. We're actually Val's. Um, I look at Val. Friends? We're Val's friends. Sure thing. I jump in and I say, yeah, we're Val's friends, like I told you in the office. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks back, because you're still in the office, he looks back at you, Jared, and goes, I thought you were here for me toilets. I was asking where the toilets were located, because I need to use the bathroom. He thinks, and he says, well... My memory ain't what it used to be, but all right. Sure. Fantastic. Sorry for mishearing you, mate. I look, I we're outside of the office now, right? Yeah, you're all like kind of uh, around the doorway. So at this point, I acknowledge the toilet room and I say, oh, shit. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> My bad. Wrong door. I'm going to just go use the toilet now. I'll be right back. And you so just... I go into the bathroom. Oh, you go in. 
Okay. <laughs> it is a closet at best. A like three by three, like it's a Bender's apartment. It's a it's yeah, exactly. It's an okay. airplane bathroom. Everybody wants to know, is there fantasy plumbing? Oh, as in a as in a shoot is that there, drops to like, the ground? Is there running water and stuff like that? Are we like what kind of D D are we playing here, Danny? Because yeah. I mean Is there is there a seat with a hole and the hole is just directly above the alleyway below? So yes. if you happen to be walking at the wrong time through in the alleyway, you will literally be shat on. Are there also multiple seats in this room to congregate and have conversation? Yeah, is this like a Roman toilet? Definitely yeah. not congregating in the, <laughs> the airline bathroom. Understood, the, understood. Um, I mean, it is three by three. I guess that makes sense. It is shaped like a toilet, but there don't seem to be any pipes or anything coming out of it. It's kind of just, so it's, a, it's more of a receptacle. Interesting. Mm. So it smells. So it's like a it's not great. Yeah. It's not great. Got it. So then what would be broken about it? Well, the bro- broken ones are downstairs. Oh. Is there anything in this room of note or is this just a stinky bathroom? There is a mirror that's all scratched up and has like some like initials carved into it. What do, what do the initials say? Uh, one of them says, uh, <laughs> says 424 Eva. Okay. Um, Blaze it. Uh, well, no, actually, in, in this world, uh, it's um, just April twentieth. They're just—it's just a nice day. It's oh, interesting. It's okay. just a nice spring summer day it's that they, the this hardest. person enjoyed. It's for um, the hardest. Yeah. Okay, so I immediately, as soon as I had closed the door, noticed nothing. I immediately open and be like, "All done. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, that was perfect. Uh, what a lovely toilet. Really enjoyed myself in there. Thank you. That was awful fast. Yeah, you know, uh, you're quite long speedy. journey. I'm what can I say you know my my time is valuable means a lot to me so while they're both talking I'm gonna go inspect Val's room quote-unquote and um just see if there's like a charging thing if there's like I don't know anything about robots or anything so I'm just gonna see if there's anything special about Val's room or if it's a corner that they just hang out in so Dave you said it's not a room it's just a spot it's it's not a room it's just it's just a spot on the floor that you can tell something had been. It's like if a Roomba had a, a resting place where it's not okay. really like dock or anything. It's just goes and then turns off. Is there anything on the walls or anything? Like did Val like get a flyer or something and put it up on Like, is there anything to like, have you decorated your cubby have space? Have you decorated your, your spot? Uh, the same handwriting. It's weird. The same handwriting that was on the mirror in the bathroom. <laughs> Is scratch is is scratched out on the wall next to the spot, but it's just ones and zeros. Cute. But there's also a weed leaf for some reason. Oh shit, dude! Oh, yeah. Party. So Mr. High Boss Man is chatting to the group, right? Like, is distracted. We're all kind of in a group having a conversation. Well, I mean, he was trying to, and y'all kind of went in different directions. So he's kind of just standing there, kind of rubbing his eyes while y'all look around at his his office. I guess. So after. After Stephanie gets up to go and sort of inspect this spot on the floor, Val jumps up and runs towards this man and says, Hello, hello, hello. Yes. Oh my good, oh my goodness. Right. Uh-oh. There seems to be Uh-oh. some trouble with my memory and gram matrix. And on oh, no. the diagnostic protocol. Just a sec. And then both arms go up towards him in the same fashion that like when a small child wants to be picked up by their parent. He he pats Val's uh, glass dome, which is... Mm-hmm sort of the head and looks at the group and goes, this happens sometimes. 
I look over at Stephanie and I do the the big like wide eye like gesturing toward this man and then over I'm gonna, and over again. <laughs> and then I'm gonna like look at you and give you like the nod and then like look over at Ellie and I'm gonna telepathically say, Can you just ask him to like, you know, show us boss man, I guess. Like, get us out of here. Yeah. She looks over at you and she she sees Jared and Stephanie making faces at each other. Uh, and she she kind of looks uh, confused for a second. And she steps forward and she says, Distraction. Well, yes, we're we're friends of Val. We met we met in Remedy. Nice to meet you. My name is Ellie. And he looks up from Val and looks at Ellie, who, Ellie who has her hand extended very eagerly. And he reaches out slowly and shakes her hand and goes, Nice to meet you. My name is Domino Jack-O-Lantern. I'm so sorry I have to leave. <laughs> so it's been really fun, guys. Um, Did you say that in character in the game or the ending of this podcast? No, this is me, Eric Lefebvre, signing off. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate okay. it. Daddy Domino, as we're going to call him. But most, most people call me by my initials, which is also my stage name, DJ. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it because you went in the toilet closet? Oh, no, I'm actually feeling great now. Thank you. Oh, dear. No, thank you. Um, so while while they're talking, I use my mage hand. I'm going to secretly send my little hand into the office behind his back while he's distracted. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to see what the fuck else is in that desk. Okay. I open the drawer above it as quietly as possible. Uh, this one's got some quills. Uh, some some ink bottles and some paper clips. Okay, I open the one above it if there is one. Yeah, so there's three on each side. So this one is just f- filled with copper pieces, which are basically oh. pennies in this world. Oh, mm, not worth it. I shimmy over to the other side. Well, What's in the top drawer? Hang on. What's in the top drawer, Alex? <laughs> so while you're doing that, uh, DJ Domino Jack O' Lantern, but we'll call him DJ. He looks at Ellie, who's the only one speaking to him, and goes, How did you make friends with my robot? Well, we were all in Remedy for the Harvest Tide Festival. And he goes, Right, right. I sent him there to, to hand out some flyers. As soon as he says business. that, the, so the front compartment pops open on Val. And the way it pops open, a bunch of flyers just kind of wistfully from the wind just kind of pop out from there. Like, There's wind in here? There is because of the force of the, uh, okay. of the compartment opening. <laughs> And he looks at Val and he goes, so it, you have a lot of flyers left. It must not have gone well. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dear. No, thank you. Right. Yeah, actually, um, we had to fight some some skeletons that invaded the town. And then there was a whole thing where we had to go to the graveyard and fight some more skeletons. And it was actually, you know, if I could be honest, it was really scary. And I don't, I didn't really enjoy my time in the in the graveyard. Uh, anyway, be tough, um, be tough. It's oh okay. yeah, no, but no, it was fine. I took care of them though. Um, I I handled my my beeswax. I almost had a curse. Sure thing. And she gets kind of sad. She goes, but when but when we got back, all the people in Remedy were were gone. They're missing. It's like they just kind of vanished. And we're gonna try to find out what happened to them. And Val and Val helped us though. Val was there, and Val helped fight the skeletons, and and is trying to help us figure out what happened. Don't worry, you can trust me. I'm friendly and approachable. The people in Remedy disappeared. Yeah, it was awful and unexpected. And truthfully, Val was pretty invaluable during our trying to save the town. All right, do you want to go back to to drawers? 
Jared? Yeah. What's okay. in the drawer? What's in drawer number four? At the top, there is a single wrench. Okay. I'm going to take it out of the drawer and place it on the ground and then see what's in the drawer beneath. Okay. Uh, the drawer beneath is it's um, like rags and like polish spray. Okay. I'm going to leave that. And then I'm going to open the drawer beneath that. That one's locked. <gasps> Have I, Are there keys near me? Are there keys on his belt loop? You don't see any keys. The bouncer had a, a thing of keys. <gasps> Shit, he did, huh? Also, you're a rogue, so you might be able to use lock picking. You are things. a rogue. That's picking true. locks is one of your things. Oh, oh. So I, I, I quietly uh, call back my hand. And I put my personal hand with the thieves' tools in it behind my back. And then as this conversation's happening, I say to DJ, Hey, DJ, did that door just fall off the hinges? And I point to the bathroom door. He looks. At that point, I give my thieves' tools to the hand as he's looking and send my hand back into the office. He looks back and says, I don't think it moved at all, my friend. Are are you... Do you partake? Are you seeing funny things? <laughs> I, I I say, honestly, it's just been a long journey. I might just be seeing things. Um, I'm a little on edge after the skeleton attack. If I if I'm if I'm gonna be honest, I myself have been on quite a few long trips. Wink. I say, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, cool. Right, right. I yeah, good for, good for me, you know, good, living my good for you. Good living for you. my best life one day at a time, you know. Well, not yeah. that not that program, but uh okay, so I'm going to try to pick the lock. All right, you got to roll a uh is it dex? Yeah, it's dex. So I got a 9 plus 2, 11. Don't you have two in dexterity also? Ooh, plus 2. That's 13. <laughs> uh it takes a little bit of jimmying. It doesn't go in great, but it gets in there. And you oh. have picked this lock. Uh, but it does make a little bit of noise though. And... At that point, as soon as I hear it, I start coughing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's the smoke from the room. I'll be fine. Don't even worry about it. Sorry about all this, this the smoke. It was the fire. You know, it's not, I, I've got the good shit. It's not from me. Oh, I can tell. Yeah. I right, can tell. Right. I keep it even in the bottom drawer of my desk. Wink. <laughs> Is that what's in there? It's drugs. That's all that's in there? It's marijuana drugs. Oof. And there is 10 gold pieces. Oh, I take them. Okay. Do you leave the drugs? I leave the drugs. Jared's fucking straight edge? Not straight edge, but it's not. Well, you know what? Are they in separate little pieces? Like, like, are there bags or weed? So, like, like are, are there joints? Are there bags? What's the deal? Daniel Barkley, the DM, doesn't know how marijuana is stored, usually. Got so it. I'm going to say uh, it's, a, it's a bag. He rolled, One big bag? He, he rolls his own. Okay. So since it's one big bag, I'm not going to take any of it. I'm going to leave it. So I'm sorry. You said the people of the town disappeared, though. These, these oh my people, goodness! They just disappeared, right? Yeah, they they we came back to the town after helping recover some of the gifts, and everybody was gone. It's kind of like they just vanished into thin air. There's like no traces of them at all. Tell them about the Pantheon. So that's why we are on our way to the Pantheon. We think that maybe if there is something with the, the overgod, a feast, maybe was kind of upset with them or something, we're going to go investigate at the Pantheon. So that's, that's where we're headed. All oh, right, Pantheon, yeah. I, I've never been there, but uh, I've heard stories, you know. Sometimes when I'm desperate for business, I tell people that the undergod of lies parties here. He doesn't, but you know, gotta, <laughs> gotta get trending. Oh my goodness. 
uh, he turns back to Val, and he he again kind of pats your your glass dome, and he goes, "So you were pretty handy in a fight, then? I guess you've got some of that old programming inside of you still, huh?" I'm afraid that information is not available at the moment. Old programming? What are you talking about? Well, sure. They were a battle bot. A, I'm a what? Battle. Bowel? They were a bowel bot? Is that why they sleep next to the toilet? Battle. Sorry, I have I have an accent. <laughs> battle. <laughs> they they were a battle Gorgeous. bot. So, sorry, let me let me enunciate for for you. A <laughs> battle bot. Can you elaborate? Do, would you like to hear the story? Huh? I'm afraid yeah. that information is not available at the moment. Oh no, I've got that information, little one. And he pats you on the head. It sure was thing. A few years back, I was in my office and I was about to pour the contents of my bathroom jug out the window like I do every week. Ellie just, uh, I'm sorry, Stephanie is just like horrified by... So is Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. I was going to pour it down into the dumpster below the window and I saw this big metal thing there and I thought it kind of looked like one of those war bots I'd heard about from the big battle years back. You remember the one, the, the great one. And where where did that happen? Where like just a all over the land. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Val was in the trash. This little bot seemed out of commission, so I've always been interested in tech myself, and he kind of gestures back to his office. So I, I dragged it from the dumpster up the stairs to my office, and he turns to Val and he goes, You were a heavy one, weren't you, old friend? Ouch. <laughs> he he laughs. I tinkered around and saw that some of the memory engram matrix was damaged, so the robot probably wouldn't remember much from their previous directives, aside uh -huh. from maybe how to swing a blade. There were still a few basic vocal greetings in there, hello and sure thing and all that. Hello, sure thing. Exactly, thank you. Thank you for the demonstration. Sure thing. But the real, as they say piece of resistance was and he pats Val on the chest where the subwoofer is I installed this speaker unit in the robot and that's when I knew I could now have the apprentice I always wanted but never could find um, and that's how I got my little robot friend I have a couple questions sure thing um so first of all is Val here because Val wants to be or was Val programmed to be here? Val just sort of turns to look at Stephanie and then tilts backward as if to be looking up. How can I help you today? It's my understanding that Val enjoys dropping the beats. Mm -hmm. And then Val jumps back up. Let's drop the bass. See what I mean? Okay. So if Val decided that Val didn't want to do this anymore, then that would be okay? Oh, sure. I'm not I'm okay. not a, a prison warden or anything like that. Okay, cool. Just because, you know, I saw how some people treated Val at the festival, and I just want to make sure that Val is, you know... I think a lot of the world doesn't really know how to handle a robot. Most of them only remember them from the battle that happened in the land, or as servant kind of things. They're not really used to ones that kind of go on their own. It's a, a bit of a bit of discrimination when you think about it sometimes. Oh my goodness. 
I mean, for sure. That's why I was like, I just need to make sure that we're on the same page, you know. Oh, no, this is this is my apprentice. This is my friend. Val turns around and runs over to, once again, to where the paper cups are, grabs uh, two paper cups and violently splashes into the water, makes a big mess again, and then runs back and then gestures a paper cup half of water, toward one towards DJ and one towards Stephanie. Is Stephanie still holding the first one? Yes. <laughs> so now you have two? I have two, yeah. How can so, I help you today? He looks outside the window and sees where the sun is. Well, I, it's about time for me to begin my set downstairs. You're welcome to stay here if you want, or you can come down to the floor. But as we say in the business, let's get this party started. And he he starts to walk away, but he's turned and he stops for a second. He goes, oh, actually, Val. Could you go downstairs and talk to Huge? We had a bit of a problem in the club while you were gone, and I want Huge to make sure all everybody knows the details. Sure thing. Okay, call to adventure for this episode vibe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna ask the DJ. Hey, like I know that we have like the set or anything you guys are gonna do. Um, could like could I kind of pick your brain bef- like at some point about? what Val is and stuff because like this is very interesting to me I've never seen anyone or anything quite like Val and I would just love to understand some of the stuff he smiles when you say you haven't seen anything like that before and he beams down at Val and he looks back at you and he goes quite one of a kind ain't they yes yeah we we can have a chit chat a chit chat as, as we say where I'm from Hey everybody, this is Danny, the DM, saying hello to you here in the middle of the episode. I hope you're enjoying what you're hearing so far, and I hope you enjoy what comes after it as well. Thank you so much for your listenership. We appreciate it very, very much. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube and listen to us on Spotify and Apple and Stitcher and Google Podcasts and all the places podcasts are, which you know, but you can tell your friends to do the same thing. That would be pretty cool. If you're feeling generous, you can also go to Apple or Google and leave us some reviews. I mean, five stars seems like a good number to me. I don't know. That just that seems fair to me. Whatever you think is fair, but I think it should be five. Pretty much just five. Five only, actually. Yes, that sounds good. And hey, did you know we are part of the Nostalgia Network family of podcasts? That's a podcast network that includes this one right now, Quest Friends of Forever. Also includes a podcast called Nostalgia, where Eric Lefebvre and Jessica Tercero, otherwise known as Jared and Stephanie from this podcast, talk about movies and remakes. It's really good. There's also the Lousy Advice podcast, also featuring Eric from our show, where he and his band Lousy Advice talk about music. It's also very good and a lot of fun. So you should check both of those out as well. There's going to be a commercial for one of them at the end of this episode, so make sure you listen the whole way through, which you should do anyway, because the end of this episode is going to be pretty good. So yeah, let's go ahead and maybe get you closer to that by having me stop talking and getting back to the episode. Peace! Val leads the charge and runs down the stairs and runs straight up to Huge McBig. Well, you don't yet. Okay. So you run down the stairs back into the velvet hallway. And as you reach the bottom of the stairs, you are passed going the other direction by four people in uh, black like uh, coveralls, like maintenance people wear, uh, holding, uh, they're all holding plungers and red toolboxes. 
and they pass you, uh, they go to the right of the staircase, like toward the actual club. Question. Yes. Why do they have plungers when we've established that it's a bucket that they shit in? Mmm, suspicious. Maybe you should say that in character, I, so okay. that way the team know, <laughs> knows. To... <laughs> well, okay, I, I'm just trying to like understand. Like, is there plumbing and running water and all that yeah, also, in Fantasyland? Do, plum- do, or, do or... plungers exist if everybody just sits in a bucket? Well, we don't know if everybody should. So, does running water and plumbing exist, or does it not? Does he just like like the bucket up there? What's what's going on? Is he old fashioned? In this world, let's set some so some world building about toilets. In this world, <laughs> those things yes, long overdue do exist. They do, in fact, exist, but not everywhere. Like a place like Remedy probably would not have had running water and working toilets. But now they're in a bigger city, Waystar. Uh, it would not be unusual for Waystar to have some kind of plumbing system. Okay, upsta- so gross upstairs was just a uh, what did he call gross, it? His gross ba- boy. His bathroom jug. So gross daddy, <laughs> a gross daddy domino, uh, just just likes to shit in a bucket. In the defense of my beautiful son that I created, uh, Domino <laughs> Jack O' Lantern, uh, it might be harder for upstairs plumbing to exist. Like downstairs, okay. we figure it out; it just goes into the ground, or the hole, or whatever. Upstairs, it's going to go where onto the first floor? No, gross. Got to have a shit bucket, you know. Well, the idea of plumbing involves rerouting liquids well, from one know. area to another. Okay, fundamentally All right. speaking, that's that's real world plumbing. This Hence is, the need is... for. A plunger. It just goes straight Look, into the ground. this is a real shitty conversation. Let's just ah, move on. Ah, the pipe just goes straight down in this world. Okay. They don't they don't get rerouted. So there's ten, the center, the molten core of this world is filled with just shit. I digress. Stephanie notices that they have plungers in their hands and find that suspicious. Okay, go. <laughs> oh, no. it's it, That was out of character. So Ugh. I just needed to know if it was possible. Like, should that be? Okay, anyways, go on. So you pass Sweet. these maintenance folks and you continue down the purple velvet hallway back to the employee entrance. And as you get close to the door, you hear uh, the music start from inside the club. It's kind of like that. Uh, what do they call that kind of music where you're like, it's like, it's music, but it sounds far away. Like those YouTube videos, you're in the bedroom of a party and the party listening to Tainted Love, that kind of thing. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing. Oh. You, you hear music starting from the other room as if DJ is beginning his set. Great. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You get up to the door, the employee door, and you go to open it, but you notice that it's not quite closed all the way. Uh, it, does, it seems to be kind of propped open somehow. Val knows the rules of the club and also obviously is very secretive about the employee entrance door. So Val sees this and immediately says, Oh my goodness. And holds one arm up to block everybody from continuing past Val. Oh my goodness. Are you going to look at the door, Val? Yes. Okay. Uh, do an investigation check. 14 plus 2 is 16. Uh, someone seems to have jammed gum into where the door should shut, so they're stopping the door from closing all the way. It's the plumbers. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Is it? It is. I'm going <gasps> to go outside and look to see if Huge is there. You open the door. Uh, you're greeted by the nighttime air of the city of Waystar. Huge McBig is on the ground, face down with his hands tied behind his back. Ow, 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 ouch, With ouch. your passive oh perception, goodness. even, you notice that his huge ring of keys on his belt is missing. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, dear. Um, no, thank they're, you. They're here for the weed. <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. they're going to rob the drugs. The weed. They're here for it. They're going to take the drugs. 
I'm going to uh, look at Jared and say, "Hey, go see what's happening. I'm gonna I'm gonna get him." And as I'm doing that, I pull out like my dagger and start like cutting away at the ropes. Val Val dips forward because Val can't really kneel down, but Val's body dips forward so that the arms can at least reach Big McDaddy's. What's his name? Huge McBig. Huge Huge McGuff McGuffin. Uh-huh. Val Val reaches down and grabs his shoulders and starts violently shaking them. Hello, hello, hello. So at this point, where are the plumbers? You already you passed them inside of the staircase. They were going up and we were going down. Uh, they were going to the right of the stairs into the club, like the, where the, like, the curtain would be for like backstage of the club, front stage of the club. So you were all backstage. Okay. It was like the maintenance hallway. The velvet hallway was like a maintenance hallway. I'm going to tell Ellie. Okay. I'm going to say, Ellie, go with them. I'm like, I'll be right behind you. When Val shakes huge, does huge wake up? Is he conscious? Uh, he, he grunts. Yeah, he's not dead. He, uh, uh, Hello. Hello. Dude, lame. How can I help you today? So, uh, Jared, what are you doing? Uh, I, I was going to say, Ellie and I follow, or at least go back to retrace the steps to follow the suspicious plumbers. Cool. So you run back into discotheque, and as you get about halfway down this maintenance hallway, you hear the classic sound of the record scratch, and the music stops, yeah. and you hear everybody kind of, the crowd kind of, <gasps> a, a big gasp, uh, a big collective gasp from the club. I We run, we start to run at this point to backstage on stage and we throw open the curtain to see what's going on val also hears the music stop and immediately gets up and books it into the club you throw open this curtain so val starts to run inside uh jared throws open the curtain and you see a couple things you see so the dance floor is right there in the middle bunch of people on it uh this is a big room the floor tiles are lighting up in different colors like green purple red orange it's like kind of cool pulsating right there's uh a bunch of dancing light cantrips uh, spinning around the ceiling, you know, given the kind of strobe light effect. Uh, on the right side of this big room is a bar. And uh, there's the big dance floor in the middle. And then on the left side, there's kind of like a, a balcony where the DJ plays the music, right? Mm-hmm. So you look at this big room and then up on the DJ balcony, you see one of the maintenance people pushing DJ away from his little music station. You see two more of the maintenance crew on the floor kind of pushing the dancing patrons toward the wall and firing uh, threatening offensive cantrips in the air. So a firebolt and a ray of frost. Like, get back, get back, they say. And then standing on the bar is the fourth member of this crew who is a female half-elf who is also shooting her uh, wand in the air. I should also say, sorry, I forgot to say, the plungers are their wands. Everybody who's using a wand is using a plunger as a wand. Gross. Um, Firing the so see, plungers don't exist in this world. See, I fucking fucking knew it. And Interesting. Damn it. She yells out, just give us the money and we'll be on our way. And the four red toolboxes are sitting on the bar now open, empty, as if they are awaiting gold to be deposited into them. This is a robbery. When does Val run into the room? Uh, well... So that's what Jared and Ellie see. Jared, do you take any immediate action or do you survey? Are, so are we noticed at all? Uh, not yet, because there's a lot of like uh, panic and, and uh, hectic stuff happening. I immediately pull out my bow and an arrow, and I aim it at the one of the henchmen who's pushing DJ in the DJ booth. Okay. And I shoot cool. an arrow. Roll an attack roll. 16. Yeah, that hits. Perfect. 
Uh, what happens to that person? You got to tell me how much damage you do. Oh, my God. Look at me forgetting how to play this fucking game. I rolled a four. The damage plus two, so six. Okay. So you did. Uh, you fire this arrow, and this person's kind of like trying to push DJ away from the little music stand. And they're sideways, so they're not looking at you. They're looking at DJ. And this arrow hits them right in their uh, arm arm meat, right near their shoulder. Ooh. And it hurts, and they don't like it. And they look at the arrow, and they go, ah! And they <laughs> <laughs> they look up to see where it came from, and they say, they see you standing there behind the curtain. And they say, we've got trouble! Uh, when they say this, the two on the floor both turn toward the curtain, and the leader on the bar turns toward the curtain, and they have all seen you. And that is when Val enters the scene. So Val runs in and doesn't need to take a lot of time to notice what's happening because of, you know, Val has a very fast central processor unit, lots of RAM. It's pretty, pretty, pretty good teraflops. I, I mean, you got, you do so. have those, those teraflops. I mean, you've got, got, got all kinds pre- of, I got, a, I got at least, at least a dozen teraflops. Right. Your, your GPU, right uh, TH one processor. THC dash one zero. Jesus Christ. I should not have made this so, a drug episode. <laughs> <laughs> so Val runs in and sees the person on the bar making the demands and goes to cast a level two hold person on them. So they have to make a wisdom saving throw against a 12 spell save DC. I rolled a 12 and it's a plus two, so a 14. Damn. Nothing happens. Well then, everybody except for Stephanie better roll for initiative because we are in a fight. So as this conflict begins inside, Stephanie, what are you up to? I freed huge McBig. Mm -hmm. Are you okay? What happened? I got bonked on the noggin by a toolbox, man. Dude, that sucks. The the plumbers were here and I was going to let them in and they just like donked my noggin, dude. Okay. Um, Weak sauce. And I heard like the, scr- did I hear like the scratch and the music and stuff stop? Sure. Okay. Is he, is he the turtle from Finding Nemo? No, dude. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, um, I think shit's going down, so we should maybe get in there? Yeah, they seem like bad dudes. I'm a little bit woozy. You go on. I'll be right there. All right, sounds good. Okay. So you're going to sit out around. Uh, Val, you're up first. Uh, again, okay. so you're in this club. The lights are all still going, so it looks yeah. cool as hell. hell but there's yeah. uh, no music. What kind, right of, what kind of Matrix music are we listening to here? No, there's no music. Remember, they did the record scratch. Fuck. You sure about that? I said there's, you just kind of hear the sounds of like people kind of like... Are you sure about that? Let's drop the bass. Vicious mockery at the same person on the bar. Okay. Honestly, that's a great song for a fight sequence. <laughs> Good for job, a fight Dave. sequence in a discotheque, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, a wisdom saving throw. I wrote a four plus two for a six. Nope. So you take a D4 psychic damage and have disadvantage on your next turn. Ooh, okay. For three damage. Not a lot, but hey, you have disadvantage. The lady on the bar kind of grabs her head and is like, ah, drop the base. Oh, ah. Um, next up is the one of the ones on the floor. So on the floor, there's a, a male and a female. Uh, the male of the two sees Jared shoot his friend and kind of sees that there's trouble happening. And they drop their wand and they start to change. 
they shapeshift into a jackalware, which is like a werewolf, but a jackal. So Mm. it's a a humanoid jackal now. Interesting. Okay. And their clothes all kind of morph with it. So now it's just kind of just wearing like a, it's still got pants. There's no, we're not hanging anything here, but it is now an upright humanoid jackalware who lets out a frightening howl at the top of its lungs. Next up is the ringleader, the lady at the bar. She's shaking her head still from the vicious mockery attack. And she surveys the room and takes a look at these people who are starting trying to stop her robbery. And she puts her hand on herself. And you see the magic users in the room recognize a little bit of magic happening here. And suddenly she seems a little bit tougher. And that is what I will say for that. Uh, Jared, you are up. I... I'm going to just fucking kill him. Okay. <laughs> That's crazy. No. Um, should I? I don't know. They're bad, right? I don't know. They're all bad. I'll say for as far as D&D rules go, if you let me know that you're trying to get somebody non-lethally, we can do that. And then when they go to zero hit points, we can say they are knocked out. If you if you make that very clear with your intention before the attack. So like, if you say, I'm going to stab him in the heart, I'm going to go, okay, well, you, he doesn't get unconscious. He, he dies, right? But if you, you say, it. I'm going to try to, you know, Vulcan neck pinch him so he goes unconscious, and that's your attack or whatever, we can do that too. Okay, I'm going to Vulcan neck pinch with an arrow. <laughs> uh, implying that I want to knock... I mean, obviously I want to injure them and knock them out, uh, but I, I don't want to kill them. Okay. I don't want to kill any of them. So why don't we say you're aiming for, like, his leg or his knee or something? Oh, Achilles tendon. I'm going for the Achilles. Okay, uh, roll an attack. And this is at the the same person I shot. On the balcony previously. with the DJ, right? On the balcony, okay. yeah. I got a nine. Plus four. Thirteen. Thirteen. You hit. Ooh, okay. Let me tell you how much damage. I rolled an eight. <gasps> Hold on. Plus, plus two. Plus two. Ten. Ten <gasps> damage. That's a big hit. Directly in the heel bone. <laughs> Perfect. Just dead center, dead middle. And Gorge. he does the thing. Remember in Ace Ventura when he looks at the spear in his knee and he goes... Ah, like that. Yep. Exactly mm-hmm. that. It's so much Perfect. so that it's probably going to get us sued. Um, Love. And he wobbles and kind of drops to drops to one knee, not unconscious, not out of the fight, but definitely wobbly. Next, is, it's his turn, actually. Cool. From his knee, he's still down on one knee. He doesn't like this, what's just happened to him. And now that he knows who is doing it to him, he raises his plunger wand and casts a spell at you, Jared. Oh no. Oh no. You recognize this spell as a sacred flame. You must roll Hot. a dexterity saving throw. 19. Woo! Okay. So, uh tell me how you expertly dodge this. In oh, slow motion. Fuck. Are you ready for this? So, what I do essentially is as I see it coming, I look at the flame and I say no. <laughs> And in that moment, the flame just diverts around me. The flame splits in half and goes, uh, both both pieces of flame go directly around me and hit the back wall. Wow. You neoed it, huh? I did. It's pretty impressive. Thank you. And at this point, everyone who has noticed this action looks with mouth agape, so proud of me, wishes they were me, wants to be me, and wants to be my friend all simultaneously. I'm feeling all of these feelings in this moment. They're loving it. They're just loving it. They're loving it. They're eating it up. Are They're they, like, are they, are they, is the me? crowd now like cheering for him? 
Yeah, they're like, I thought Matrix 4 wasn't coming out till next year. What's happening here? <laughs> next is the the other person on the floor, the the lady on the floor, who pulls out a crossbow, a hand oh, no. crossbow, and Fuck. takes aim at Jared, since Jared <laughs> is garnering all this attention. And oh, fuck. fires off. I mean, that's what I get for being pretty, I guess. <laughs> fuck. The pop- okay. Everyone, everyone wants to come for the popular kid. Everyone wants to get me. She rolled an 11 plus 4 for a 15 against your armor class. So that's going to hit you. So as you are focusing on this flame coming at you that goes right behind, from the side mm-hmm. comes this arrow that you were not focused on, and you take 4 points of damage as the arrow okay. also hits you in the arm meat. It is at this moment that Stephanie arrives into the fracas. Okay. Paint a picture for me, uh, DM. What do I see? Since I'm, since this is my origin story, can I say what the club looks like? Yeah. It's Tron Legacy meets Steampunk. It's another Tron Legacy reference, huh? Yeah. There's a okay. lot of those. I mean, it's it's all, <laughs> the only thing you've seen here, like all like, the colors are mostly that blue that you see from Tron Legacy and, and the white. So it's sort of, cool futuristic looking but also we're in the fantasy world so it's also kind of steampunky so there's still like rivets and shit everywhere cool yeah the floor is like the sidewalk from the billy jean music video got it got it cool 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 i'm gonna just i'm gonna turn into a lion is what i'm gonna do holy shit okay i'm gonna use crazy up in the club i'm gonna use my bonus action to turn into a lion great and then i'm going to use my pounce move as long as I move 20 feet straight towards the creature, uh, I can uh, hit it with my claw attack on the same turn. Who are you pouncing on? The jackal dude, clearly. Nice. Yeah. Like, I. that's my <laughs> whole thing. So. Don't steal the spotlight, jackal. Yeah. So I have to make a saving throw? Yes. Uh, make a strength saving throw. I rolled a six. <laughs> Uh, that doesn't pass. So I didn't think it would. Jackal's going to be prone. So I get to make a claw attack and I get to bite that fool. So so, so paint the picture for me now. How okay, that great. I walk into the club and I see a plumber person who clearly we've established there's no such thing as a plunger, right? So I just am done with this. So I turn into a lion and I just run straight at the jackal dude i'm like hell no and i roll a 17 to claw him as i as i jump onto him right a 17 plus five absolutely Um, so i just like kind of like i'm pinning him on the ground and i get like my claws in him pretty good so that's eight damage and then i'm gonna bite him i'm gonna (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna bite him because like look like these people don't need this right now. Uh, that's a crit. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. You okay. Bite off his junk. So three plus three is six. So 12 damage? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. This guy looks uh, upset and bad and hurt and sick. And <laughs> and then I just look at him and I go, Rawr! like he, right in his face. He roars back out of instinct but it's not a very strong convincing frightening one ellie sees this happen and her eyes are kind of just wide like oh shoot ouch (laughs) and then suddenly she like remembers that she has to you know participate she goes oh yeah Um, (laughs) and she seems kind of inspired by that she's like 
heck yeah! And she uh, takes out her sword and charges onto the floor to get the crossbow lady and swings her short sword at the woman who shot the bow at Jared for a 14. It's always fun fighting myself. It hits. So while the lady with the, sh- uh, the crossbow is distracted by celebrating her hit of Jared going, yes, Ellie walks up or runs up, I should say, with her sword and takes a swipe that gets her across like the hip. Like Ellie kind of slashed downward and Hell cuts her yeah, across Ellie. the hip for three damage. Slay. Top of the order for Val. Val, in the heat of the fight, who is trying to constantly go after this woman on top of the bar, now realizes that DJ is potentially in trouble up by the DJ booth. So as my bonus action, I use a Bardic Inspiration dice to, it says here, roll slash spend one of my Bardic Inspiration dice to select a creature other than myself within 60 feet and push them 15 feet in any direction if they fell a wisdom saving throw against my DC. So I'm trying to just toss this motherfucker off the balcony <laughs> away from my DJ friend. So I have to roll a save? Yeah. Crit fail. Yes! <laughs> uh, so it happens. It for sure happens. I, uh, does it say I take any damage? No. But okay, well, I mean, it's up you to would you. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's up to you. Because I'm gonna fall, but I also failed. So if you're in a, so the balcony, I presume, is what? 10 feet above us? 15. 15 feet? Okay, so I went 15 feet at an upward angle away from the DJ booth. So what, what, is this, what does it actually look like? Are you, like, clapping your hands? Or are you, like, doing a spell? Or what does it actually look like? You have not noticed this on Val's body armor before, but there's a couple of LED lights that look like they would be there just for, like, diagnostic purposes that start to sort of... There's a green one, there's a red one, and there's a blue one. And they sort of flicker for the span of all of, like, two and a half seconds. And then once they're done flickering completely randomly out of nowhere this guy just whoa it just gets launched in the air and we don't really <laughs> quite know how it happens or what the physics are behind it but it's part of uh maybe it's some sort of uh unearthed war robot telekinesis mechanism somehow i don't know well it's a bard but it looks fu- it looks fucking cool so this gentleman who was already down on one knee gets knocked 15 feet diagonally upward into the air, hits the wall that is behind him, and then falls the remaining 30 feet to the floor. Goodness, and takes quite a bit of damage. (laughs) Takes 11 points of damage from the impact of the wall and then the fall, and uh, is not unconscious, but doesn't seem to be moving a whole lot. Uh, it's the jackal's turn. How does the jackal no, try no, no, no. to? That was my oh. bonus action. Oh Jesus! Really? Yeah, that was one of my bardic inspiration dice. Okay, knock it out. So Hell now yeah, I'm gonna use. So I'm gonna run up and I'm gonna take a swing at the woman on the bar with my rapier that I pull out of a compartment that we have not seen yet. Just chunk, and then and then a sword plops onto the ground from the compartment, and then I I bend down and pick it up. So the robot just chunk 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 charging at this lady. Yeah. Okay. Take a swing. Uh, 16. Yes. I want to imagine this. So uh, the bar is probably, what, like four feet up. Val is also four feet. So Val is just yeah. <laughs> trying the, to swipe the, at the, her. The, high, the highest the arm can reach is... <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> For seven damage. To the ankles, to the shins. 
Bada boom. It is the jackal's turn. He's going to try to push you off, this big old lion. So the jackal is going to roll an eight. Uh, no, that's a 14. Shit. Whoa. And I just... So he pushes up against the lion, but then when he moves up a little bit, he gets closer to your mouth, he realizes, and goes, oh, shit, and pushes away back down. (laughs) And then I just, like, slam him down just a little bit more with my paws, so he tries to, like... It's like he's doing a sit-up, and I just... Yeah. Very cool. The leader of this group, the lady on the bar, who has just been struck by uh, a, a little robot, takes inventory of this scene and realizes shit, this is not going the way I thought. And Val, you get an up-close view of it. She also begins to change. Except she doesn't turn into a scary-looking jackal. She starts to shrink smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until she is very little. And you can no longer see any sort of humanoid person on this bar, Val. I would say roll a perception check, Val. Uh, 15. You look around and you don't see where this person went until you notice something that is kind of weird. This is usually a really kind of clean, tidy place, except for upstairs with the uh, toilet factory. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Uh, So it's not really uh, normal to see bugs in here. But now there is a fly that has budged about 30 feet away and seems to be buzzing out of the exit of this facility. Oh, dear. No, thank you. Jared, you're up. Perfect. The fire that was shot at me in my last turn, is there any sort of residual flames either on the curtain or the wall? Uh, So it's not fire. Sacred flame is technically radiant damage, which is like holy light kind of thing. Oh, So it's not like, it's it's more like sunlight on a vampire than like a flamethrower. Well, damn. Okay. (laughs) Well, what what did you want to do? Let's see if we can figure it out. I wanted to light my arrow on fire and aim it at the fly leaving towards the front door. Uh, How about you press your arrow against the wall and it can get hot? Oh, okay. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. I press against the arrowhead. It heats it up. Uh, I shoot the arrow in the air. The air oxygenates the heat and catches the flame on, <laughs> catches flame. Uh, I'm going to make you roll a perception to see if you would notice the fly. Cause this is a, a tiny fly now in a big room. I rolled a 16. No, I don't notice. You don't it. notice the fly. You just see the Fuck. lady disappear. Okay. That's a high check. What, it, what is the, what's that? What's up with the other henchman? Uh, the lady with the crossbow is fighting Ellie on the floor. Okay. I take aim towards that henchman uh, I'm assuming their back is to me. Side. Side? Okay. Uh, I aim towards the neck. Goodness. With your hot arrow? With my hot arrow. But you don't want to kill him, though. Hot. No. You're going to shoot a man in the neck with the flaming arrow, but you don't want to kill him. A woman. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> How do I make that happen? I want to fuck, sh- fuck their shit up. Don't worry. Like, I want to fuck their shit up, but I don't want to kill anybody. You can aim for the knee again, or the ankle. They worked well when you okay, hit the ankle. Okay, I'm going for- to aim for the hip. Okay. Oh, that sucks. I rolled a four. Fuck. Okay. You uh, you fire your arrow, and it's, you heat it up all cool, and it looks awesome, and you fire it, but it just goes, sails wide to the right and sticks into the wall behind them. Uh, boy, it's the turn of the guy who got thrown off the balcony. <laughs> he is in bad shape. He's going to uh, stand up, and he is going to uh, start running toward the exit. He is getting out of here so he makes it 30 feet so he is right near the uh exit door at this point the crossbow lady seeing the 
hurt guy run, seeing the woman on the bar disappear, and seeing the jackal pinned by a lion, has a similar thought and says, I'm out of here, and turns to run. Ellie will take an attack of opportunity on this running lady, because Ellie is sharp. Ellie will hit her. Not a lot of damage, just two. Uh, this crossbow lady doesn't look all that beat up. She looks pretty okay. So she kind of weathers the hit. Ellie kind of reaches out and pokes like, hey! Um, the lady kind of sort of dodges, but kind of cuts her across the belly a little bit. But she manages to dodge. And she also makes it 30 feet near the exit. Stephanie. Okay. I'm going to use my action to, or my bonus action or whatever, to uh, turn back into a person. And I want to do a hold person on this person on the floor. Okay. So they're paralyzed. So I stand up and I look at everybody and I'm like, are we good? Are we done? Got any rope? DJ kind of stands up on the balcony and sees this and goes, oh, I've got some hemp rope. Hell yeah. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit the NostalgiaNetwork.com for more. Hey everybody, I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best of lists. With the help of our closest friends. These lists are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From misfits to share. Green Day to Gaga. Or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice Podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice, and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice Podcast. The Lousy Advice Podcast? The Lousy Advice Podcast. Podcast.